Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Canadian Motocross Preview. That's right, folks. Coming up this weekend, round one of the uh, CMRC Canadian Nationals kicking off in uh, Kamloops, British Columbia. And like we do every year, I thought I'd get a few of my buddies that uh, are involved in the series, know the riders better, know the series better than I do, but not that that stops me from offering opinions. Uh, about the series, and uh, thanks to BTOsports.com for uh, doing this. Use the code PULPMX when you check out to save yourself money on that. They'll ship to Canada, people, and also Fox Racing, Foxhead.com. Uh, fantastic guys, a global innovation leader in motocross racewear. Dungey and Roxon, just a few of the guys wearing uh, Fox, as well as Jesse Wentland, former Canadian national competitor. He wears Fox, too, and he's up in, uh, he's down here in the U.S. So, We'll, uh, we'll touch on the Canadian guys. There's a lot of Americans racing up there, and it should be an exciting series. It's 10 rounds of fury, and like I said, starting this weekend in Kamloops. All right, I'm Steve Mathis with me on the line. He used to be the voice of Canadian motocross, but then he got people mad. Uh, he is guaranteed MX.com's Ryan Gold. What's up, Galdi? Hey, not much, Steve. Thanks for having me, as always. And uh, you just kind of made me tear up there, former voice, man. I guess <laughs> it, is, it is coming to an end yeah. this, this uh, weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's good, it's a good point. Yeah, you're gonna, not going to be there. And uh, are you are you going to be there? I don't know. Are you? No, I'm no, not okay. going to be there. All right. And uh, yeah, maybe you just shouldn't piss people off, Goldie. I I don't know. I I know all about that. So yeah, um, it's a, t- a tough spot. We'll just let you go now and go on your Tyler Medaglia rant now, or should we save it for later? <laughs> no, I'll let you introduce the other. Fellas. Okay, all right. And then you go on your Tyler Medaglia rant. Yeah. yeah. All right. Also on the line, uh, he's Atlas Brace. And uh, he's a he's Canadian national competitor himself, former national number six, among other numbers. Uh, Ryan, the Newf Lockhart. What's up, Newf? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Like Aldi said, made it another year, so yeah, uh, yeah. pretty cool. Every year he tries to replace you with somebody else, and every year you fight it off. You stave off the, 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 the text, and you, you manage to make it. So I battle for 12 months to get back on, so uh, it's a good thing. It's nice to see, too, you're having to come back again. Another new beginning starts this year. Dude, I haven't retired in like two and a half years. So yeah, that's true. You actually haven't had a ceremony or anything for a couple of years. So no, wait, I'm really building it up this time. <laughs> is it the hundred and first beginning or the forty seventh? Yeah, news. you're very upset at the the powers that be in Canadian motocross because you have to run your earned number. You're very upset about this. Well, it's kind of ridiculous. I've put two years into building up the one hundred and one. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me to do? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Can you imagine? There's, there's like, dude, there will be people at the race this weekend with Team 101 shirts on cheering for me, but it will be some guy on a Yamaha. Galdi, he, can you imagine all the merch sales that he's going to lose out on? 
I, I, I have a feeling that little baby Newf will be coming out with no money in the bank because of this. <laughs> so, well, it's the future, man. I don't know. What happens? It's a tough place. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, new to the gang this year, uh, he is a f- Canadian national number eight, but he has a torn ACL. He will not be racing this summer, and that's a shame, but he's here to offer up his opinions on the series and on the riders and what we're expecting to see. Dylan Kalen, what's up, Kalen? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just back here in Edmonton, Alberta, hanging out, and uh, glad to be a part of the podcast this year. I always give it a listen, and I uh, figured I'd chime in since I'm kind of on neutral ground and have spent uh, the last few summers racing and just thought I'd like to share my advice. If you do a really good job, Galdi will try to get you instead of place of um, Noof next year. So <laughs> I don't know if I, I am, I am slightly more threatened this year now that we got a fourth guy. Yeah, like it actually is happening, Noof, right? It's like legit now. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's, let's, uh, let's preview the series a little bit. Talk about what we think we're going to see, what, we're, what we expect to happen. Uh, first of all, the series in general, um, same tracks as last year. Switch the opener from Nanaimo to Kamloops. Galdi, is this a good thing? Does it matter? Who cares? Or, or what's, this, what's the difference between the switching of the opening rounds? Um, I, from a racer's perspective, for sure, and I think Kalen and both Nufka to test this, I think Kamloops is a way better place to start. Um, you, you leave Nanaimo, uh, if you're not the winner, with pellet wounds, war wounds, uh, cuts, bruises, and other things where uh, that nasty roost gets you. So I think this is a great way to start the series as far as the races go. As far as the fans go, um, I don't know if it'll be any different. Mm-hmm. That way, I mean, it is a bit of a cost on the ferry for the first weekend of the year, and then... Uh, and then back to Kamloops, I go as last year. So maybe this year the fans, if they get a great show at Kamloops, they won't care about the ferry costs going to Nanaimo and maybe show up more in Nanaimo kind of thing. But from a racer standpoint, I, I think this is a way better start to uh, – or way better way to start the yeah. series. The track is better race course, more, more spectator-friendly. Um, it it uh, gives more riders a little more confidence uh, right out of the gate. Um, I think it's a win-win all around for as far as the starting the series. Newf, um, if you blow chunks at the opener, I don't, I don't know how your prep's going, but if you if you blow chunks at the opener, I guess it saves you for going, saving you on the ferry cost to go to Nanaimo for round two, right? 100%. Because, uh, yeah, if I'm outside the top 15, I'm definitely not going to Nanaimo. <laughs> Are you stamping that right now? That's totally, yeah, no. If there's, why would I go and ride around in 16th or 17th? Like, I've been there and done that for 20 years. Yeah, but you don't, you <laughs> Oh, so you are taking this <laughs> So you are taking this kind of seriously. Well, yeah, I mean, I want to be at least as good as I was last year because if I'm not, I know the competition is going to be a little bit tougher, but if I'm not as good as I was last year, I'm wasting my time. Mhm. All right. And money. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the state of the series. Uh, new all the same tracks. Rockstar Energy back on board. Not really many changes. We got some new rule changes, and us three talked about it earlier in the year. Um, I don't like them. I think they're pretty silly. Maybe we'll touch on them in a little bit, but I don't want to beat that horse too much. But what do you think of the series in general this year? How's the vibe? What do you feel like? Uh, There's not many changes, like I said, but um, series as a whole, what do you think going in? Honestly, I think, um, like you said, not much has changed since last year. It feels like the exact same. I mean... You know, we lost a few riders, gained a few riders. Um, the, the hype is pretty low right now, which which is kind of normal, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. It's hard to believe that the series is here already. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything is kind of the exact same, same teams. Uh, it's kind of kind of mellow, you know. 
who's cleaning their who, who's cleaning their garage out while we do this podcast? What do you mean? Uh, I was just moving around, so have to bear with me. Come on, now, come on, Kalen. Kalen, we'll boot you. We will yeah, boot you. Kalen, stop yeah, picking I know your I'm nose. already on the edge. Who's <laughs> hating, trying to get me off the show? <laughs> no, but I, I think you know the the few rule changes. Honestly, I I agree with you, Steve. I think they're dumb. I I don't agree with them. They're kind of <laughs> Mickey Mickey Mouse rules in in a way. But uh, you know, like always, the series. Will be good. The racing will be good. That's the one thing that never, never mm-hmm. fails. You know, the the battles will be, you know, throughout the whole, you know, the whole yeah. top ten will be will be solid this year. And you know, same um, old. For people who don't know, they um, they made the rule: whatever bike you ride, two strokes can ride in in the uh, 250 class. Um, 252 strokes can ride in the 250 F class, MX2 class, and that they've had that for a number of years. But you have to. Kevin Benoit last year switched, and. Um, this year, whatever bike you ride one ra- round one on, you have to stay on the whole year. So that's a new rule. But 252 strokes, if you do ride a 252 stroke, it has to be stock internal engine. Um, you're allowed a pipe, I guess. Uh, are you allowed fuel? I don't know. I don't remember what the fuel rule was. But yeah, there's just no change to the motor. No changes, no modifications to the motor. Kalen, yeah. we talked, us three talked about these rules. What do you think? What do you think of these of these rules this year that the CMRC put um, in? It's definitely odd. Uh, the problem that I see with it is how is the CMRC going to enforce it? They have, they struggle in the past to enforce rules that are already instated that make more sense than the ones that they just instated. So I think the the biggest thing is just um, them enforcing it, tearing people down, actually looking into the motors on two strokes. It would be nice to see them tear down a couple 250Fs as well and um, actually back up their – their new uh their new rules but the whole two-stroke all-season four-stroke thing i think that's kind of goofy it's just a way for them to i guess moderate it as they feel that the two strokes an advantage in the sand maybe but uh the biggest thing is just going to be how is the cmrc planning on um well. sticking by their guns and backing it up because that's been a huge issue in the past with them galdi this rule i mean it's kind of people are calling it the benoit rule do the other teams in the pits, did they sort of get on CMRC about letting Cavan do this last summer? And did they feel like he was picking the bike that gave at the track that worked better? Like, what was the, the, the reason for this rule, do you think? Like, what happened last summer to make this come true? Uh, well, the only it's manufacturer power. That's all it is. That's all it came down to. Uh, two manufacturers make the bike. They still put in a chunk of money into the series. And uh, they have some pull. Um, no, but why change it? Why change it? Why uh, well, the changing was just to make it so it was um, a little more straight across the board, I guess. They, uh, a lot of the teams uh, felt that Cavan's bike was a little bit uh, more, you know, could put in a little bit more than what they were able to do on 250S. They felt okay. as if it was a cheater bike. Okay. Um, All right. So that's now a, this year yeah. they try or, are trying to sort of, you know, limit it. Um, and like Dylan said, it's going to be hard for sure, but, the um, you know, I mean, Newf and Dylan know the referees. They know Paul. They know Mark Stollybrass. They know the CMRC. So it's hard for them to take a step back and look in. But the guys have done their homework. I was actually just had Paul working uh, as a, at a race of mine on the weekend. And he's done his homework. They're they're you know have everything covered. Um, so there should not be any cheating. But as far as them just tearing down for the uh, shits and giggles of, they're not going to do that. It's going to be a protest uh, teardown. Mm-hmm. 
So if Calvin comes out, whole shots goes one, whole shots goes one, they're probably gonna, someone's going to protest it. They're going to tear it down. If a kid on an intermediate bike whole shots and then finishes 15th, they're not going to just tear that kid down for something to do. Now, Benoit has chosen to ride the, the four-stroke, though. No, he's on two-stroke. Oh, he is? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Good, good job on Him me. and Seth Rarick are, like, name-brand guys on the bike. And okay. after that, I... I would only think privateers. Newf and Dylan may know some other guys. Yeah, okay. So I, th- I thought he had chosen the, the four-stroke for all series. So, um, no. Okay, well, that should be interesting. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. It was, I think it's ridiculous to allow them in the first place. We've all talked about that over and over. And now they allow them, and now they, they're putting these stupid rules. And it's, it's, it's silly to me. But. but doesn't the word ridiculous kind of surround our series? Well, a little bit at times, yes. So does that not say right. that we're still, you know, right. on point? Yeah, I the guess. circus is still going. Uh, once again, it's 2015. Let me just start by saying, uh, hey, CMRC, listening to this, all you idiots that can make these stupid rules, why don't you make the rules that the MX2 class goes 30 plus 2? Because it's real, a national class now. It's not regional anymore. And hey, while you're at it, make the purse the same as the 450s. I mean, come on. Stupid rules they do. You're worried about the, somebody who's running boys and reeds in their two-stroke. How about you just up the purse and make the motos the same? It's 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 insane. It's insane that they do this. I, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure they just do it because the CMRC does not want to increase the purse. That would cost them money. So if we, you know, if we just kind of pretend it's still a regional series, maybe no one will notice. It's just it's ridiculous. Go ahead, Kalen. Take that one. <laughs> I think everybody in the MX2 class is just praising what Mathis has to say. Um, anybody who takes the class seriously, uh, I think, well, if I remember correctly, the CMRC's reasoning is because it, they have intermediates race it, and it's considered a pro-am class in Canada uh, for gate builders, and that's the reasoning behind the 25 plus 2 but I feel like that's not fair to the guys who are battling for the champion and MX2 championship because it doesn't you don't it's say, like, oh, Jeremy Medallia won a Pro-Am title. You say yeah, he won that Mexican exactly. Pro title. Therefore, it should be 30-plus. Everybody, it's a that. national championship. It's The factory teams are dumping just as much money, if not more, into chasing that title. It's like eating a cheeseburger and just going, boy, oh, boy, this, uh, this frozen yogurt tastes great, and it's great for me. Like you're eating a cheeseburger, but you're pretending it's frozen yogurt. Like, <laughs> what, what I'm saying is... It's a national title, and you're pretending it's not. You're pretending because you don't want to pay, and you don't want to make the motos the same. You're pretending it's something it's not. It's a national title. It's a cheeseburger. That's what I'm saying. Go tell Jason Hughes. And, I feel like a cheeseburger right now. Yeah, go tell Jason Hughes and, um, and uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Andre Lauren and those dudes. Oh, hey, uh, yeah, that, that, two, that MX2 class. Yeah, don't bother with that. Don't worry about that. Don't put any money in there. Don't don't hire riders for that class. You know, it's it's a national championship. Some good riders in there. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree on that one on my end for sure. Yeah, uh, it, it would be a nice to see that change. But um, yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm done. You're not wearing those pants, so no. Suck no. it up. I'm not wearing any pants right now. So <laughs> oh, uh, nice podcasting. Are you in two unders at least? <laughs> no, I'm completely nude. That's how I do these podcasts. Oh, that's greasy. <laughs> um, Rubbing cheeseburgers on yourself. Right, exactly. I got a Blue Jay burger. <laughs> but you're wishing it was yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay, sorry. Well, that's my, <laughs> sorry. No, no, that's my annual rant. I do that every year, and I'm going to do it again, and it's 
insane. Well, obviously nobody's listening to listening no. to this podcast, and we're not doing a good no. They job. do because some people were pissed, right? People were pissed. Yeah. So some people listen. Okay. Um, the Michael Essie Moto Concepts thing—they're not coming back for the whole series. They are coming back for Calgary and Gopher is the word on the street with Vince Reese riding a 450 and Michael Essie. Mike's results in the GP last weekend were not very good. Noof, what about this plan? What about them showing up at two rounds? How's this going to go? What do you think? Well, by the looks of his results from uh, from the GP, he probably uh, should be coming back here and doing the whole series so he can maybe challenge for a championship. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Why waste your time doing two rounds? I don't know. Do you know why they're doing like those two? So bizarre. Well, I, I have a feeling I know why they're doing it. I mean, Mike killed everybody last year at Calgary. Oh, he did? Okay. Oh, yeah. When he, he, was he would have a gopher, too, if he didn't run out of gas. Yeah, and then gopher, he's probably going to want to do another pit stop for some press or something again. I, I don't know. I got, I, <laughs> I, got new, I got news for you. There's a few more sand guys going to be there that Mike never saw. So, um, And we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, Galdi, overall, though, even though you seem to have a bond of friendship with the crazy man, um, which I can't understand, you... Ta- uh, wait, who are we talking about right uh, now? Tony. Tony. Tony, oh yeah, T-balls. Um, you, it was a, it was a positive to have them up there. You, you that's what you think, huh? Like a hundred percent, and it brought a ridiculous amount of more eyes to our series, whether it was a good or bad. Um, and uh, having that team, you know, they were professional off the track. Their truck always clean, pits were st- cool, and tools, mechanics, everything set right up. All that kind of jazz, you know. It's a, it's a. a uh, a North American, uh, you know, big team or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But anyway, they um, they were awesome to have up here as far as media, racing, all that stuff. I mean, the incident in Quebec, uh, whatever side you're on, there's no way that you didn't just go, wow, that was freaking unbelievable to read about it, see it, watch it, listen to it, whatever you got from it. Um, I witnessed it firsthand. It was the first time I've ever seen uh, a lynch mob style uh, motocross race. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean... It'll be kind of a bummer not having them here because it was almost like every weekend you were just kind of waiting for something to happen. Um, even this weekend at that Matterly Basin, I don't know if you guys read, I can't remember if it was Facebook or a tweet, but uh, Tony, uh, Mike got penalized in practice for going too fast in the yellow and had to start on the outside gate. Mm-hmm. Like, There's not a race that that team doesn't go to that doesn't draw some sort of attention yeah. in a, a dramatic way, right, and right. we're going to miss that this year. No doubt, um, except for Cal- Cal- Calgary and Gopher. Um Kalen. If they come, I'll be surprised. That's like, they're all over the it's, place, man. Like, yeah. Who's paying the bills on that, dude? Chinova, honestly, he should light his money on fire and just warm himself. It'll be better. <laughs> it would be better to try to keep. It would be better to keep him warm at night than what he's doing right now with this program. To me, hot tub cover business must be good. Oh, he, you know, it's it's good that way. Don't worry about that. But I don't understand the decisions. I don't think anybody does. I I've been listening to some of your pulp stuff there. It's. Everybody seems to agree, just like, okay, well, we'll just wait to see what's next, I guess. So weird. Um, all right, let's 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 get into the uh, the MX1 class. So Colton Fasciati, the uh, defending champion. I have four guys written. Kalen, I'll let you start here. I have four guys written down who I think can win the title in MX1. And tell me if I'm leaving somebody out. Fasciati, Cole Thompson, Brett Metcalf, and Matt Gerke. I think the title comes from one of those four dudes am i missing somebody or do you agree i 100 percent agree um that's who it's going to come down to you're definitely not missing anybody there what do you think new uh like there's also tyler medaglia teddy Mayer, bobby canari but am i you know, 
I agree. I mean, those four guys are going to be good. I think uh, I think Gerke's going to have a slow start um, with riding arena cross all winter, getting on a new bike, as well as coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. But um, I think you throw Tyler in there. Um, I always count him out every year, but two years in a row, third overall, won a moto last or won a won a national last year. So uh, he could be in there. I don't think he'll be, you know, with the front two, which I think will be Colton and and Metcalf, but. Uh, He'll be a close third, fourth. Um, yeah, Tyler's doing his own thing on a, a Husqvarna, so he'll be out of a Sprinter van, right, Galdi, with some with some help. Um, I'm actually not too sure what he's going to the actual Nationals with. Kalen might know that better than I, or even even Noof. But uh, okay. yeah, it's going to be like a side deal, uh, sort of beside the KTM Canada factory so, rig and all that sort of thing. So, Galdi, are you pissed? I put I left T Dags out of this. Uh, those four. No, not at all, man. Okay, because yeah, you're, I'm, you're. I was more surprised that you're naked right now. <laughs> I'm really not. If they, you can just forget <laughs> about, just really please get that out of your mind. Um, <laughs> I mean, you always beat the drum for the Medaglia brothers, Medaglia, 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 whatever. Just bear with me. So, yeah. I, I mean, you know, yeah. So you're not upset that I left them out of the four guys that I think will be battling for the title. Uh, yeah, I'm upset actually. My four guys, I would replace him with uh, Gurky because I, I agree with. Him. He's even gonna struggle more at west uh mm-hmm. and then and it'll be too late by the time east comes around i know there's lots of sand right but i feel i just the 250f all winter cowie bike on the yamaha mm-hmm. uh, i know their race bikes didn't get built till like last week so i don't know how how much testing or even he's riding he's been on the bike right um and you know at that level those guys need those hours and to prepare and uh, has he even rode since that arena cross crash? Yeah. It was pretty gross when you were there, I think. So. Yeah, no, he's ridden. Yeah, he's ridden a little he bit. He has? Okay, yeah. so, yeah. I mean, he's my only uh, sort of if. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I think it was the first year that he came here. If it was uh, 2011, he came in with that wrist injury and then started picking it up mm-hmm. once they got back east. I see the same sort of scenario going for him. Noof, I'm a little worried. Well, first of all, I talked to somebody who saw Cole Thompson down in Texas a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they were not impressed. They were like, dude. He's not going that well. He missed all of last year with an ACL. When he last raced in Canada, he was beating Metcalf a few times, right? Like straight up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, are, are we? Are we? You know, you didn't mention Thompson Noof. Do you think that we're we're counting well, him out too soon? Honestly, like I think I think he'll be good. I just don't think he'll be. I mean, he hasn't raced in so long. I don't even know when the last time he raced. It would have been Daytona of twenty fourteen. Yeah, I mean, right. that's quite he's, uh, a while ago. Um, he's been know, racing you know, a bit. He's been riding in, uh, and, and, and stuff like that all winter. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree. I, I put him. I, I don't put him with those front front couple guys. I mean, he has the talent and skill. I think it's going to take him a while to get going. Um, I think he'll have, you know, a little bit of added pressure on him. I mean, he is the sole KTM guy. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, those guys are going to be looking for results. Um, I guess He we'll does see. have that magic bike. Well, that's true, but uh, yeah. new magic bike. <laughs> magic. What, if, what could you do? Well, that will that will help, but I I really think that uh, the first few gate drops. I mean, the thing I was going to touch on with with Kamloops is you know with starting the series out there. Mm-hmm. Nanaimo, you can it, it sucks. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I I don't enjoy racing Nanaimo, but like even if you're not 100% ready or 100% in shape, you can tough it out at Nanaimo because okay. it's a, it's somewhat freeway. Um, mm-hmm. It gets mm-hmm. rough, but it's not super tough. But man, Kamloops is going to kick some people's asses because last year that was 
you know, I didn't go out east, but I think Dylan can probably uh, agree with me on this one. That was one of the, you know, by far toughest nationals, and, and guys are going to get a wake-up call when they go there. Kalen, what do you think of that comment? Yeah, Kamloops uh, was really gnarly last year. They watered it a lot, dipped it deep. Um, only track tougher than that last year was Alberton. Kamloops uh, was definitely a close second to that. Um, yeah, so Thompson's been racing a little bit, huh, Dylan, down in Texas? Some gate drops here and there? Yeah. Yeah. I um I talked to Cole briefly uh, this winter. He was doing some training with Cooper Webb and Plessinger and uh, those guys uh, for a month or so in California, and he was riding good. I mean, his speed was right up there, and the day I, I talked to him, he was just riding the new factory edition bike for the first time, and he was uh, they he seemed super pumped on it, but uh, JSR told him, don't crash. Like, we have no spare parts. So <laughs> I'm... The bike's good. Obviously, I've heard really good things about it, but I feel like the the f- amount of testing and parts that they're going to have to put on that bike mm-hmm. might be uh, pretty slim, which that might might hurt him in the, in the end to be on a bike that's, I guess, not. Well, I can ba- I can back Kalen up right now because he raced in Baja this weekend, and the very first moto he hole shot, I guess, was leading and blew a uh, a rear wheel and ended up having to drive home and not be able to race the rest of the day. <laughs> Come on, Canada, pull it together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a Canada problem or what, well, but anyway, he raced and, and couldn't. His scores at Baja were uh, DNF and then DNS, DNS, DNS. Um, hey, Galdi, uh, KTM made a big change. Uh, Andy White's out of there after years and years. Uh, the great JSR is managing it. Does this make a difference, or what do you think of this move? How, how's it going to affect anything, or will it affect anything? What do you think? Um, I think it'll affect a little bit because I think JSR is gonna has a lot more on his plate than he's been used to uh, in the past. I don't think he's just the manager of the team. He's got to deal with uh, a lot of uh, na- nationwide KTM regular every day to day business kind of thing, and then he's got his own life going as well. So I think there'll be a few things missed um, uh, on the logistics side of, of things. I mean, I think once you know the gate drops, the bikes will be fine and all that kind of jazz. They got good mechanics and Steph. Uh, knows what he's doing. I think Steph is just kind of a um, uh, uh, second mechanic for mm-hmm. both riders. Uh, Jerome will be for Cavan, and or actually no, I guess he's wrenching for Cole. Maybe maybe he's wrenching for Cole. But anyway, the I, I think he'll be fine when the speeches need to be made and the confidence needs to be instilled yeah. and and the race day uh, mindset. But I, I think there'll be a few things that aren't dotted and aren't crossed uh, for certain things. But I I, I don't see it causing a problem. When the gate drops, I think it might be a bit more of a running around uh, effect going on under the tent, but I don't think it'll affect when the gate drops. I look forward to my buddy Donk getting a job with a Canadian team this summer, then immediately getting in a fight with that same team. So <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know. He, can't, he can't wrench for anybody right now. He's got a busted wrist or whatever. Well, let's hope he gets in. He gets in there, then he can get in a fight with whoever he's in with. So. Um, so well, there was a job opportunity with the OTSF team. I don't know if he put in for it or not, but uh-huh. he's not the guy. They ended up grabbing uh, Ken Clark from Bondi Engines, actually. Uh, he's going to be wrenching for Bobby Canary. He could have been Roxton's practice bike guy in Florida, but he chose to go back to this town in Ontario with a one-bay door and no air conditioning and work on quads. So Seriously? Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, back to um, back to the series. Fasciati, Newf, um I don't know if he's Ontario anymore, if he's BC. What is what is Fasciato? What do we count him as? Nah, he's Ontario now. He's been back there for a few years. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to the BC guy. From We'll talk to the, Newf, the Newfoundlander who lives in BC now, who's actually not from Newfoundland, uh, about, about the Ontario guy from BC. Uh, 
he's coming in a little banged up. He hasn't had the greatest offseason, huh? And, and with Colton, we talked about this last year. We talked about this in 2013. We talked about this in 2012. The guy's been banged up, and he's had a rough offseason. So what do, what do we think we're going to see from Fasciati? I think we're going to see see what we always see from Colt. I mean, does he ever really have a good offseason? It always seems like he's fighting some kind of injury or gets a late start and – um, you know, we always kind of think he's, you know, going to struggle maybe a little bit at the first, and then he comes out and matches speed with whoever his competition is going to be, if not betters it. But mm-hmm. um, I would have to agree, like, man, the guy had a pretty serious injury, you know, with the pelvis, even though they kind of played it off not to be that serious. You know, he took quite a bit of time off the bike. Yeah, Digger was um, Digger was being coy about that. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I know that from talking with Colt Lotz, he's much more happy with the bike this year than he was last year, which for him is, is key. I think he's pretty he's pretty picky when it comes down to it. So if he's comfortable and, you know, I'm sure he's in good shape. And, um, you know, I, I don't think that he's going to come out at uh, Kamloops and go 1-1. I don't think he'll be able to run the speed of Medi right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. but. Nanaimo, he's always good there, and I think that once he gets some confidence rolling, you know, we're going to see exactly what we saw, you know, last year. If he'll he'll be the best, you know, best guy, if not the second best guy for sure. He's just so consistent, huh, Kalen? Like he's he's uh, he's just consistent. He's he's fast everywhere. Yeah, Cole just does what he needs to do. Uh, that's why he's the champ. It seems like he always. The guy gets phenomenal starts. I think a lot of people overlook that. Like it, it's very rare if you see Cole outside of the top three or top five, nevertheless, hole shotting. And uh, he just does what he needs to do. He always gets to the front and seems to make things happen. And it doesn't matter who his comp- competitor is. Uh, I think he'll be good at Kamloops. He'll come out swinging. And I don't think – I mean, they talked his injury down a little bit. But from what my understanding was is – it was a weight-bearing injury, so he wasn't on crutches or anything for too long and didn't really miss much training. So I think Colt will be good, and um, I don't really think he missed a beat with that injury. So uh, you'd be a fool to count him out um, to not repeat. But we've got Galdi, we got Fasciati, you know, getting a little bit of a slow start. Gurky, slow start, injured. Um, we have Cole Thompson coming off a long time of not racing any pro racing you know, high-level pro racing. So really, that just leaves Metcalf, who's going to be on his game. He finished 6th or 7th at Hangtown. Last weekend, he probably would have been about 6th or 7th again, but he broke a front wheel in one moto. So Brett Metcalf's kind of coming in with not a lot of questions, except I'll tell you this, and some and Jason Hughes may listen to this and be pissed, and I don't know if Macho Man Randy uh, Pat O'Connor is over there or not. He's not there anymore. Okay, so Macho Man probably won't care. I have some questions about the team a little bit from what from last summer. Like I do, I ha, I've just I know guys who work there. I know guys who have ridden there. They have an excellent program for years and years, many race wins. But last summer, it seemed like golly, the team had some issues. hundred uh, percent, man. There was a lot of uh, a lot of DNFs under that tent. A few more in the MX2 uh, on Jeremy Medallia's side of thing. I mean, I guess Austin as well. <laughs> But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, tough year, uh, considering from the year before and the year before that. Right. Uh, back-to-back championships. So um, I, I really think, especially coming into this round, there is nothing that can stop Brett Metcalf unless his bike breaks. That's the only thing that's taking him away from going 1-1 this weekend. Well, hold on, though. The, two years ago, Fasciati beat him at Nanaimo, and until he broke his leg, he passed him in that moto, right? 
Uh, yeah, but again, okay. Nanaimo is like is like uh, you know Noose Moncton National. Okay, it's his backyard is his, his bread and butter. Right, and I think I I wrote about it today or yesterday. I think Colton's going to come in with a little bit less seriousness and get through round one mm-hmm. so he can get into that comfort zone in Nanaimo. So Colton is going to be right. a 2-3 guy this weekend. Metcalf is going to dominate and put a bit of a head game going on, and the only one that's not going to fall into it is Colton because he knows he's got Nanaimo to back it up to bring him back up to go. Right. And then by Calgary, that's when it's going to be on. Oh, shit, Newf. Goldie's got this whole thing figured out. Well, I guess that's why he's the professional here. All right. Well, let's just wrap this up then. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, guys. GuaranteedMX.com. You figure out everything. GuaranteedMX.com has it all figured out. Um, (laughs) um, So, okay, let's just go around the table here, Kalen. I'll go with you. Uh, We talked about all four guys. Who wins the title? Colt, hands down. Hands down? Hands down. Oh, that's a a bold statement. Uh, Noof, who wins the title? Well, I got to go with Colt because he's an Atlas Brace guy. Stop it! I'll oh, hang up on you. I'll hang no, up on you if you. If no, you... Medi. Metcalf. I mean, I want Colt. I want Colt to win. But honestly, when Medi came up here two years ago, he was coming off some serious, serious injuries in Supercross, um, and he was somewhat dominant when he came up here. He didn't know the tracks. He didn't know the team. Regardless of what's going on with the team, I don't know. He's more comfortable with the bike, I'm sure, than he was when he was up here. A couple years ago, he's riding his own suspension now up here. Like he's bringing his factory connection stuff. Um, he knows the tracks pretty much, minus a few East Coast rounds. Um, the guy's going to be deadly. I mean, he got six six at Hangtown. Like, come on. Oh, so he's going to run his own stuff. I know that was one thing that he wasn't that pumped on. So yeah, he's he's using factory connection. Okay, yeah, that helps. Um, yeah. I'm going with Metcalf too. I really do. I got a lot. Of, I got question marks about all these dudes except for Medi. Uh, he's just so solid. So, uh, Galdi, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I hate to agree with Noof and Steve. It actually hurts me right now and pains me to do it, but I, I just don't see, unless his bike breaks, there's nothing going to stop him this year. Kalen, why do you say hands down, Fasciati? I just, uh, the guy always rises to the occasion. I mean, he got it done last year and uh, seems to always beat the guys whenever they come up, provided Colt doesn't crash his brains out. Well, of course, yeah. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, Medi kind of struggled a little bit on the East Coast when he came up here. I don't know if he lost focus with racing in the states or whatnot, but I mean, he got a couple fourths and some bad, bad starts, and uh, that definitely hurt him on the East Coast. Where he did get docked ten positions at Sandalee, so you know, bring it back to the ridiculousness of our series. There's his, oh. his starts were terrible up here in, in 2013. Like he was always starting like tenth, sometimes even further back than that. Do you guys all agree with me 100% if I could go – I live in Vegas. If I could go down to a casino right now and bet that one of the top four riders will get docked at some race for some infraction, I would take that bet. Do you guys agree with me? <laughs> I'll send you some money to put down because I right. guarantee I guarantee something will happen. <laughs> Yellows, riders down, I, I don't know. Um, something <laughs> will happen, though. Um, yeah, uh, well – Kalen, Fossetti didn't exactly rise to the occasion when Galdi was managing him at his Nations, and he stalled it off the line. I, I guess if, he, if we really want to just put Colt down right now, since everybody's on the Metcalf train, we can. I'm we can kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. His team manager probably had the wrong clutch and plates in there or something. <laughs> That's why he got fired. Galdi, I can't believe it. Yeah. Marilyn's stepping in, and she's going to make it all happen next year. You guys see. She didn't like that start, and you got canned. That was all it was. 
I was surprised I didn't get flown home after Moto One. <laughs> <laughs> a helicopter comes, picks you out of the sky, and takes you off. <laughs> it just zaps me. Beat um, me up, Scotty. Are, is there really going to be a Canadian team this year? Uh, no, as far as I know, there will be no Canadian team for big bikes, but there is a Canadian junior team going. Uh, because of Moto Park, Ian Hayden and mm-hmm. Carl Bastido are stepping up, along with the families involved that they've picked. Marco Canella, uh, Jake Trico, mm-hmm. and they haven't finalized their 65 rider yet. But no um, destination but, team. Uh, no. They're, uh, they're going for the junior destination team, yeah. Yeah, but Moto, no. the big one, the one that people care about, there's, there will be nothing. Just because you don't like amateur motocross, Steve, doesn't mean it's not cool to go there. No, I'm, that's cool. Great. Good job. But the big race, the one that everyone <laughs> in the world cares about, Canada will not have a team. We will not have. I'm pretty sure you had to enter it like a month ago. Good job, Marilyn. Way to handle this one. You're doing well. <laughs> You're steering the ship of Canadian motocross once again right to the bottom of it, the ocean. So good job on that, Marilyn. <laughs> As a fellow Canadian, I think you're just doing terrific. Um, uh, okay. All right. You guys don't want to say anything. I, I understand. But, um, uh, I can say whatever you want. Um, Anyways. The burning van off the cliff. Uh, <laughs> wow. It, it's horrible, man. That's uh, we, uh, This isn't part of the show, but that's just absolutely horrible. Whether it's me or somebody else, I think that's an absolute joke. Oh, it is. woman it has is. taken that away from Canada. Yep. After how many people got involved. Again, not patting me on the back. I, the guy on the phone, Dylan Kalen, gave me $1,000 out of his own money just because of how cool and how fun and how good everything was rolling. And this lady, this woman... This Paul Blart at CMA Security, just now, now, wow. now. And don't forget the generous donations from Pulp MX. Now, um, yes, yours as well. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, uh, you, you, you were a asshole. Big part of it. I'm looking at my Canadian hat you gave me right now for donating. Um, oh, it's not buried under some Tim Ferry jersey? <laughs> no, it's Tim Ferry laundry day today, so everything's in the laundry. Um, <laughs> the uh, Yeah, no, I mean, look, she's made terrific decisions. For 30 years now, uh, at the top of the CMA, and um, I just another another awesome decision right here. So the only way things will get better with Canadian motocross in terms of the CMA and the CMR and the MX Nations is when she dies, and that's it. That's when it's going to yeah, happen because pretty it's much. A, she makes. You know, ter- it's funny though. This junior team is going, and they're sending another ISDE team. Oh yeah, okay. All right, good job. Yeah, no one yeah. no one cares about that, but that's okay. Good job. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the podcast. Um, so Kaylin's going Fasciati. We're all going Medi. Um, I want to talk to you guys though, Kaylin. Let's. Well, you were no, I want Kaylin. You were racing, so you're maybe not a good judge of uh, this question. So um, Galdi, I'll I'll talk to you. Um, the, there's sand tracks. There's three sand tracks: Gopher, Sandalee, and Alverton, right? Deschamps. Well. Sorry. Um, and then Kamloops as well, I guess. No, but I mean sand, sand. So yeah, okay. So we saw Medi win when he raced it. Gurky destroyed everybody. Fasciati's great in the sand. Who's going to be the better, best sand rider? Like, who's going to benefit the most from these sand tracks? Will it be Gurky? Um, well, as New stated there about coming in kind of slow, if he can hang in, you know, get, I, I guess it would be hard-pressed for him to even finish out of the top five, uh, even if he is coming in slow. But if he's, if he's sitting in that third, fourth spot, he beat... Everybody way worse than Medi or Colm I think, may have ever had at Gopher News the two years that he went back-to-back four moto wins. He won uh, the year Newf uh, filled in for Keister there. He won both those motos by, like, 55 seconds. He didn't get the whole shot, though, did he, Newf? That's right. He didn't get the whole shot in the second moto. That's for damn sure. 
did you get it? Yeah. Yeah, X-Brand goggles. I, missed the, I thought one guy, I thought Millar got it. No, I was on the freaking podium, man. Bro, X-Brand goggles. Exactly. Yeah. Could, I could actually I already see. Forgot, already <laughs> forgotten about it, sorry. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, Gerke from StatWise in Canada looks like a stronger sand rider. Yes, Metcalf won when he was here, but mm-hmm. uh, Keese ran into a tractor tire or he would have beat him that moto. Oh, really? Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he definitely would have beat him that yeah. moto. Um, uh, Fasciati has won there for sure, but uh, last year he won uh, mainly because uh, Michael Essie ran out of gas. Uh, he's won there in the past as well, but there hasn't been a Gerke-type guy or Metcalf-type guy up against him when he was been full healthy. Mm-hmm. He's just had Carpenters or, or and stuff like that, but or you know Dusty Class. Yeah, yeah. But the, the the strength of what Gerke has in the sand, from what I've always or from what I've seen him, he's I would say he is the best sand rider out of that group. Um, and then I would put Medi, uh, Medi probably right there, and then and then Coleman right. right there as well. But I would say advantage go to Gerke. Uh if he's healthy coming in to go for Noons, I could see him doing what he's done in the past. If bike set up and feeling mm-hmm. and confidence all there, he, he's uh, he's going to win at Gopher. Uh, Deschambault, Sandali, Alverton—they're all sort of different sand tracks. They're more like like uh, hard base sand compared mm-hmm. to Gopher, where it's just uh, endless holes. Uh, so there, and those tracks don't quite get as or form as good a passing lines, I think, as Gopher Dunes does. Um, and uh, so it's, it, it'll come down to a lot more start at those ones. Cause, and plus, they don't. Although Deschambault got pretty rough last year, but it did rain. Um, but uh, the starts are, are going to play a key for sure. But I would give Gerke the edge in, in those groups that you've you laid out there. What do you think, uh, Kalen? Sand wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely, uh, Gerke's definitely the best sand rider. And I think he meshes well with the Yamaha, if I remember correctly. I mean, he's won at Southwick on the Yamaha in the past. So I think it'll be a little bit of a smoother transition to that bike than most people are figuring. Um, mm-hmm. I think he'll be, I think it'll be pretty good when the season starts right away. But he's definitely going to um, be the strongest guy in the sand for sure at Gopher Dunes. Yeah. And, and did, but didn't Thompson win Gopher when he, he – no? He had a huge lead and weeded himself. Okay. And yeah. He was, like, gone. A bunch of people crashed, and he was way out front and just pissed it away. Uh, okay. I'm not sure. Actually, that is that. the only reason Meddy did win that day. It was because of what Keaston Thompson ended up doing to themselves. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, my next group of guys, Noof, Canari, Tyler, Teddy Mayer. Noof, you picked Teddy Mayer last year, I think, as your biggest surprise, your shocking surprise. Yeah, well, I did for the last two years, I think, uh, but not this year. Um, I think Teddy's going to be bumped back. I mean, he did finish fifth overall in the series last year, but it wasn't from a you know multiple podium finishes. He did come out swinging at the first round last year, but... Yeah, that second group of guys is going to be good. Like you said, Teddy, you know, Tyler. I think Tyler will be at the top of that group for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but um, Are we are yeah. we underestimating Meathead a little bit? <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to say about him. <laughs> Why? What's wrong? Well, hey, last year, remember, we talked about it. We, we both agreed, or I think we all agreed, that he was going to not be as good because he didn't race 75 times. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's done that now. Yeah, with the no. Arena Cross series, even though it is on a 250F, and he's right. and he's probably pretty fired up. I didn't hear he made too many friends down there. There's a lot of incidents and banging bars and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah. maybe that'll will, pass into. I will some... say, I will say he was better than I thought at certain times last year. Like he had a lot of bike problems. I think he, you know, he, yeah. he seemed like he DNF'd uh, quite a few motos, um, but he did win. 
he won in the mud, I guess, at Regina. But I think he had another moto locked up at Deschambeau, and his bike blew up yep. while he was winning. Um, he he was kind of weird last year. Like he was either at the very front battling, right. or he was back, you know, in that sixth yeah. to almost tenth tenth place, which he was never in between. He was either at the at the front or yeah, Chisholm uh, Chisholm had bike issues too, like on the uh, on that team. So yeah, it's a little weird. They usually yeah. run a pretty tight program over there, but um, they did both had issues. And so, Dylan, what do you think? What uh, am I missing? Are we missing anybody? We we got seven guys here. Um, we haven't put Keist in there. Keist, okay. Well, let's talk about Keist. How's he going to do, Kalen? I have Keith down in eighth, just like steady, steady Eddie all season. Mm-hmm. He'll get better as it goes on, for sure. Uh, I mean, the guy has a lot of experience, and he's just. He's, he just seems to get better and better and better, and he's on the Hondas, and he's happy. He's got his own program. Yeah. He's going to be traveling with his girlfriend, from what I understand, so he doesn't really have anybody else to worry about. Um, I think yeah, he'll be good. Uh, um, he might get Teddy by the end of the season. I, I think Teddy will be – I have him down in seventh. And Kinry will be uh, – I got him in fifth this year, uh, provided he gets less DNFs. I mean, his speed was good last year. It was just right. so much inconsistent with uh, all the blown motors and everything that that team struggled with between, like, Chisholm's bike wouldn't start and Henry kept blowing stuff up, and it just seemed like there was always something going on with the 450s under their tent last summer. Right. And, uh, but, no, back to Keith. Um, guys rock, rock steady, and uh, he'll finish every moto, uh, provided, you know, there's no mechanical failures. Uh, you know, he'll get up and keep fighting, and he'll just get better and better, and he's going to ride himself into some better shape, I think, Um and his aggression level will come up as the series has eased. What do you think, uh, Galdi, about Keist? I know you're super biased. He's your buddy and everything. But how's he going to do? Oh, I'm not that biased on it. He is my buddy. The only th- I, I've been watching him this year. He's going fast. Um, he's been a little hard on the Honda. There's been some, some bike uh, maintenance <laughs> things going on already. So uh, And these motos at the local races are only 20 minutes, if that. So uh, bike keeping that bike together... It, as of right now, it looks like it could be a bit of a problem. Um, now let's hope it's not, because that sucks if it, that's what takes us away, because he has the biggest heart on the track, that's for sure. Once the gate drops, he's like Rocky 1 through 7, or 6, however the many are. Um, you know, so he, he, his, heart can't be, his heart can't be beat. And like Caitlin said, I think he'll get better as the series goes. Um, if, he, and if, he, if he could get in the 5, 6 range in points coming into the east, I see him wearing a four or five on his bike after a few other guys either DNF or get hurt. You think so, huh? That's that's optimistic. Yeah, I, I like, mean, I, I hate to say these, this thing, but I always used to call our series back when I earned a national number the attendance award because you didn't actually have to do that good. You just showed up. <laughs> uh, I think his attendance will earn him a better number this year. Well, congratulations, Newth, on all your attendance awards. <laughs> yeah, no uh, Newth came. Newth <laughs> came in. At, well, he was there for some of the attendance, I guess, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think? What do you? Th- what about O'Farrell? Is he going out west? Nah, just east. Okay. So, am I missing anybody else, Noof? Besides you, of course. No, I'll be fifteenth, man. Don't worry about that. You'll be ten to fifteen. All right. No, no. Hold on be, here, Noof. You you stay up, step back, Kalen. To you, what's Noof going at Cam Loops? Oh. Um. <laughs> oh. Rain on Noof's parade. I'm just. I don't even. I don't even ask me that one. I. Man, that's. I don't want to put the guy down. <laughs> well, then there you go. It's obviously not good. 
Holy, I guess that there that just cost you your Atlas brace next year, bud. Uh, twelve. <laughs> I barely got one this year. Twelve fourteen. I'd take it. You'll take it, okay? Because yep. honestly, I only got seven guys. Who am I missing? Dylan Kalen's out with a knee injury, I hear. So, um, I got seven guys. Who am I missing? There'll, there'll be more dudes. Cade Classen's coming. Oh yeah, uh, Cade Classen. Yeah. Sylvan Lagad will be decent. Um, that guy qualified at Glen Helen, I guess, on the weekend. There'll be there'll be more dudes. There'll be a couple U.S. guys that will come right. up. Okay. So it it will be the depth will be about the same as it was last year, but the top ten guys are going to be going faster than they were last year. Well, there was a big gap um, last year, no doubt. Kalen, you were kind of in that group a little bit. Um, there was like five guys, and then you were kind of motoring a little bit behind those guys. And it was must have been frustrating at times for you to, to not be able to get in that gap. But there was like you were like the best of the rest, Kalen, and then there was a big gap after ten. Yeah, uh, exactly. Like um... – when I had my good motos, I was right up there with that fifth through seventh pack. Mm-hmm. And I think at Calgary, for example, I finished like four seconds behind Chisholm, and then it was like 47 seconds to my teammate who was behind me. Yeah. And then he had like a 50-second gap <laughs> to my other teammate. Right. So Thanks for the confidence. lapping ninth than I was. <laughs> And then there was Noof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was I was an other minute and a half behind twelfth. All right, let me get serious for it. Noof, where are you at right now in in the KBR training facility? Where are we at? I'm not saying anything, man. Oh don't want, be a little want me to say? Where are you what at? You want me to say? I got I I'm got a betting man right now and I still haven't laid out my stats for you. Where are you at? Uh, this is all I'm going to say. I got 75 hours on my bike, and I've been going to the gym nonstop since December. That's all I got. If you, okay, <laughs> if you don't go out and get 8 through 10 in moto number one, pack your bike up and not race the Nationals anymore. You figure? Yeah, if you don't get 8 through 10 in moto one, pack it up. <laughs> wow. You don't have to back that up. You can go 8, 12, or right. 9, 14. Right. But 8 through 10 in moto one, if you don't do it, pack it up. Well, DK won't even give me a result placing. So, and I raced him this year, so he must not think too highly of me. <laughs> well, he did beat you. I, so. I was. I I give you a, a fifteen fourteen. That bad, eh? That bad. You were like fourteen eleven there last year, didn't you? Fourteen eleven. No, I went eleven uh, thirteen. The, the oh. second motos are never better usually for Noof than the first. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it should be exciting to see how you can do. Um. Well, we can bag on the other guy in MX2 here next. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's not a part of this That's podcast. <laughs> a nooper. He's going to hang up and leave us. Um, yeah, okay. All right, so uh, Kalen's got Fasciati. Uh, we have Medi, and uh, Cole Thompson will be in there. Matt Kirkie will be in there. Then Canari, Tyler Medaglia, and Teddy Mayer going at it for the next group of guys. That's. I mean, it's a pretty solid seven dudes, honestly, like looking at it. There, there's not a lot of things to separate these guys. I think Medi... Kalen's drunk and high, but Medi's a little better. And then, I, honestly, there's not a whole lot to separate these guys. So it should be good. Um, We're going to find out. Uh, all right, btosports.com, RacerX podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this commercial from Racetech. Save yourself some money. Uh, Racetech's got business up in Canada as well, if you're listening to this. And uh, we'll be right back to preview the MX2 Canadian National Series coming up now.
Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race tech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with race tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, eh, probably... 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for race tech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore. Some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Race Tech high performance springs. These springs are called high performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Race Tech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast. And we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. Now we're back. BTOsports.com, RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. GuaranteedMX.com, Ryan Gold, Ryan, the new Flockhart, and Dylan Kalen all on the line with me discussing and breaking down the Canadian series. Uh, I can't wait to read about Kamloops on GuaranteedMX on Wednesday afternoon when that report goes up. Galdi, so I'm looking. I'm super excited to read about on Wednesday what happened. I can't even believe that you can bag on me after you know what I do at the freaking races last year. But anyway, I'm not there on Sunday, buddy, so I will have the first uh, report up for Monday 100%. No, Sunday. I want to read about it Sunday. Racer X doesn't, doesn't write till Monday to put up a Glenn Helen race report. Wow. All right, well, then I'll put up something Sunday, but I'm not even there. What do you want me to put up? Well, I think the track was good. Call, and, uh, call us some more. He'll be thrilling. He'll be blow by blow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, he's a real sales pitch on those uh, interviews. Um, uh, okay. Okay, Steve, I'll get a picture up or something. I'll have tweets all day. You can follow that. Yeah, no, I will. I will be following it, believe me. Um, MX, why don't you pay Noof to be your crack guaranteed MX correspondent? He won't work for me. He works for Palms. Oh, okay. Well, I, well, my, I won't be doing any more my races. My free money isn't good enough for him. <laughs> Camloose is going to be my only round this year, so I'll have lots of time to do it for you the rest of them, Goldie. <laughs> why? You're, gonna, you're really not going to – you think you're going to be packing it up? Enough? Well, I, from, yeah, basically what I said. All right. Well, what well, Kalen thinks that you'll be packing it up and not going to the <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, MX2. Kevin Benoit and Jeremy Medaglia going for the title with Jimmy Dakotas poking his head here and there, getting some podiums. But uh, what do you think, Noof? Uh, that's, that's my breakdown of the series, MX2 right now. Maybe Moffenbeier with Dakotas a little bit, but I don't know. Medaglia and uh, Benoit, I just see a little bit better than everybody. Yeah, I, I think really uh, Benoit will be, um, be the dominant guy. Um, he was awesome last year. I mean, whether he was on a two-stroke or four-stroke, he won motos on both bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like, you know, he's really figured it out, and, you know, he seems like he's had a great off season. But I do think that um, Dakotas will be probably the fastest guy each weekend. But I don't think he's going to be a championship contender. Um, I think all-out speed-wise, qualifying, um, blazing sprint speed at the start of the moto, I think he's going to be that guy, and I think he'll end up being a third, fourth-place guy. 
Yeah, you know, Jimmy D's a good kid, but outside of Southwick, and he hasn't even really done that well at Southwick, his outdoor skills aren't great. Like, he's got, you know, he's got a lot of people interested in him, and he's a great rider. He's got a lot of skills, but a lot of his uh, rides come from Supercross, not outdoors. So I'm curious to see. Like, I'm pulling up his, I'm, gonna try, I'm pulling up his results right now. In 2011, I've been watching some of the old Nationals, and I think he fit, yeah, he filled in for somebody on Geico that year, and he had some speed, man, at, at some rounds. I want to say Unadilla, he was, I mean, he never finished, he always crashed or threw it away. But okay, here's 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 his results. Okay, in eleven, at the outdoors, nineteen, sixteen, twenty four, eighteen, in thirteen, eighteen, forty, eighteen, twenty two. These are outdoor results. In uh, fourteen, uh, thirty, thirty eight, twenty three, twenty five, twenty four. Like that's. Wow. What did they hire him on? Holy crap! I didn't <laughs> and remember, and remember, he went to <laughs> remember he went to Europe and filled in at the Monster Team, and that was a disaster. Jimmy D, great Supercross kid, put in a lot of results. Outdoors, just I don't see the results there right now. So, God love the vault, eh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hmm. I actually would have. Uh, I actually would have thought there would have been better results there. 100. percent Like no. you just said, actually. No, he just. I. I mean, I just. Yeah, I just haven't. I've seen him up front here and there, and I'm like, look at him go, and but he never ends up there, you know. Now, so I don't know, Kalen. What do you have think? You ever, have you talked to that kid very much before, yeah. Steve? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. does he seem like when the when the good is good, it goes good, but when the bad is bad, he can't handle it, kind of thing? No, I don't think so. No, I think he's got a lot of heart. He's good that way. He tries hard. He's been training harder than ever this year, and I I, I do think he that's true. Um, what so, I mean by saying that is, like, I feel I I got this weird sense if he comes up and gets his ass handed to him in a moto, it's going to really break him. Well, he better like be ready to be some broken. Some of the Americans man. that come up here and think right. that they can whoop the local guys, and then they get a, an eye opener, and they're like, yep. "Oh my god!" And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's the bike or the the track. Or I think the, I think you're 100 percent right, but I can't speak for whether Dakotas is going to be that way. But I do think yeah. you're right. I do think you're right. So um, that should be interesting, Kalen. Um, do you agree with that, Benoit and Jeremy battling it out with some Dakotas finishes? Yeah, for sure. Um, those two are going to be the elite of the, cl- the class. Uh, I think Moffenbeier um, and, from what I've seen, of Blake Savage will definitely have their their flashes of brilliance and be up at the front. Um, Dakotas is he's one of those guys that's just like so explosive to watch on the bike, and you're you're looking at him, and you're like, holy shit, like this guy is hauling the mail, but. For some reason, the stopwatch just doesn't always back it up, mm-hmm. and I don't think that meshes too well on the Canadian tracks because they're so slow and kind of they're rough. And, and like you said, he didn't do all that well in Europe when he went over there with a good ride. That was a disaster. So uh, I hope for MX 101's sake that it, it um, that he does good and mm-hmm. he uh, can put it together and get on the box and finish up there in the overall series. But as far as media standpoint and the press that he's going to bring to the series i completely uh get where everybody came from and like galdi talked about alessi's like it was so much of a following and it was so good to have all the extra eyes on the sport i feel like it's kind of the same thing with dakotas because of his right you know his segments and the moto videos and that sort of thing he does have a big following and at the very least it'll bring uh some great press and it'll again let people know how fast the canadians are on their home turf Galdi was Jeremy's year last year. I mean, he was supposed to do the Moto Concepts thing. That fell apart. 
and it seemed like a mess depending on which side you talked to. And then he got a sort of a leading edge ride at the last minute, and that didn't go well. Do you put that more on the bike and in that, or do you put it more on Jeremy? Or, like, what happened last year? I mean, this kid, it's worst year ever probably. I put it, I kind of put it on both, to be honest with you. I think Jeremy just sometimes doesn't uh, make the right decisions or maybe doesn't, you know, uh, take parental advice or friendship advice as well. He likes to do everything on his own. He's very inundated. Kalen can probably attest this more because they're really tight, but he likes everything his own by himself kind of thing, as I think his brother calls him the hermit uh, <laughs> that lives in the, the garage beside his parents' house. But um, And then, I mean, yeah, but at the track, though, the bike let him down a few times. Jeremy is, is a hard bike rider, but I, that, that bike shouldn't have, have broke as many times as it did last year. Um, he did uh, win the mud race where it should have broke, and it didn't. So that was kind of strange, but I really feel um, nothing's changed as far as his ability to win races, his explosive speed, his aggression, his attitude, his, his, his confidence. That is all there. And now being on the GDR Honda team and seeing what they did last year and knowing that the Honda's a good bike and how much Honda supports them and, and uh, that whole little program, I, I feel as if he'll be as good or that little notch better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing that beats Jeremy down at the races is is he gets in there and he's overconfident, where sometimes he just needs to realize how he is fast and can win, but sometimes it needs to back it down to go a little faster. Uh, Kalen, um, I wonder how much Jeremy will be helped this year by realizing, like, if this doesn't work out, if him and Digger butt heads and the bike's not great and he packs it in sort of mentally, like, I don't know who else would hire him. This is kind of his last shot. Yeah, I... uh I agree for sure. Like we said, when I was down there, the guy, he seemed to always land on his feet and somehow like gets ride after ride. But I know last year he would have just rather uh, stayed home and just played Xbox. Um, <laughs> he hated that bike <laughs> from day one. Like, yeah, he was so over that and he didn't even want to go to the races and he's already showing up just like, yeah, you know, whatever. If it, uh, if the bike holds together, then it might be a good weekend. But Jeez. like, I mean, he was still riding good last year, but just his, his mental, mental i guess head when it came to racing mm-hmm. on the race days it was just such a write-off with that team and he didn't mesh well with his mechanic he didn't mesh well with the team he hated the suspension like there was just nothing going on for him there and being the good friends that i am with jeremy this is believe it or not i don't think he's complained about one thing riding with gdr all winter from what i've talked to him i've not heard him complain about one thing that uh dig has going on there so I mean that that's almost a miracle. So whether Diggs is being time or Jeremy's just being more optimistic, I don't know. But right. it seems to be a match made in heaven. So let's hope it works out. Uh, yeah, Newf, what do you think? No, I agree. Uh, I agree. I think um, he seems like he's really meshing with the team. Um, of course, from what Diggs says, you know everything's great and good and. When Jeremy, when the stars are aligned, Jeremy's tough to beat, and I, I hope he can, you know, have a good season this year. I mean, he needs one. Last year was an absolute disaster, so mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's now or maybe never. Yeah, no, it really is, right? Um, well, he can. Re- if he doesn't get hired on a race team, we can hire him on here to replace New for next year. No, there we well, go. That yeah, would perfect. Be, that would be perfect. Yeah, no, fantastic. <laughs> That's good. We're always looking to get him Newf out. Um, yeah. Who's more of a favorite? Noof, Medi in the 450s or Benoit in the 250s? Like, who would you stamp more as being a title guy? 
Oh, probably Medi in the 450. Really? See, I do Benoit. I would, I would yeah. stamp Benoit. I, mean, I was going to say Benoit too. I agree with Benoit. What do you think, Kalen? Which which guy? Well, you're Fossey out anyways, but you know, Benoit. Yeah. Uh, Benoit. I, I, I don't know because um, he was so good last year, but the guy in the past, like he can explode at any moment, and he kept it together last year. But I've seen the guy just blow up and like look back. He's constantly looking back, and I think uh, I think if the guys can beat the confidence out of him in the first few rounds on the West Coast where he's right. going to struggle on that two-stroke, I think, especially at Nanaimo, uh, where that's where he's going to be the weakest anyways. Um, the guys need to beat him down and get ahead of him before right. the East Coast comes, and Benoit can be his own worst enemy. So it just kind of depends how the early rounds mm-hmm. roll out. He's confident coming in. I'm sure his bike's working good, and uh, same with everybody else. So I, I really – I mean, I have Benoit and Jeremy at the top, but I don't really – know who's going to be the better of the two. If Moffenbauer wins, I can claim him as sort of Manitoban. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped if Moffenbauer can win. I can, <laughs> like saying you're a semi-American now. I can sort of claim him. Come on. Um, he's coming in new for a little bit under the radar, too, because of some injuries. Yeah, Moff's going to be uh, He's going to be good. I mean, he was he was real good last year, and I think, oh, yeah. um, I think that this year, you know, being a little bit more, you know, knowing what to expect in, in that class and having the bike even better. But, uh, yeah, he did have a bit of a shoulder injury. Um, you know, he missed about a month or so on mm-hmm. the bike. But he works hard anyways, and uh, I think he'll be closer. I mean, he, he'll he be closer to those guys, even though he did win some motos last year or whatever, but he will be even better. I mean, was. is kind of the more I think about it, like, is, am I underestimating Moff as not being able to get in that Benoit Jeremy group? Maybe I think so. Like, I think so. Like he can. Like I'm. Well, he did it last year many times. It just like I remember watching him at Nanaimo last year, and I thought for sure he was going to win. I don't remember if it was the first or second moto, but he was like in there, and then something happened. But he's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should be interesting. Uh, we talked about Mar- what about Cole Martinez, the leading edge. Um, Guy, Galdi, what's the talk on that? I just pulled his results up in the vault, too. He's got a 16th at Washougal and a 16th at um, Indiana um, in the mud. But what what kind of stu- what kind of stuff are we hearing about Cole Martinez? Half Canadian. Uh, that part's cool. Um, other than that, I, uh, I, uh, I don't see any I, – I, you know, I don't know the guy, so maybe my opinion is going to come across as being a dick, but I don't see that guy doing anything this summer. You're a dick. Yeah, I just—I mean, he's on the on the big one of the biggest teams or the biggest team's budget, biggest budgeted team in Canada, and uh, I believe the only real reason that it worked out that way is because he is half Canadian. So there's some sort of tax break as far as paying him. Really? Yeah, dude. There's like a tax break where they got to pay these guys when they cross the border and all that stuff. Oh, okay. they don't have to get a visa for him or, or like a work. Is that what it is? Yeah, there's, there's some little slippery thing there that makes it work because I mean, <laughs> but why would you I, hire? I think though is, is pretty okay. good, and those are better than Jimmy Dakota's results. Right. So yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll eat my foot, but I just don't. I don't see him. I, if he gets a fifth, a sixth, then that's that'll be all right with him. If he hit a, if he hits a podium, I'll be surprised. Wow. Pretty damn good in Supercross. He does get Supercross skill, yeah, but so does Jimmy Dakotas, and we just wrote him off. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> um, is this the year Dylan Wright takes a step forward, Kalen? Yeah, speed definitely be better. Uh, the kid is so hard on bikes. Um, 
just hope that Wright like breathes and remembers to let go of the clutch and keep his foot off the rear brake pedal. I have to, I have to I laugh mean, at you guys. I have to laugh at all you Canadian guys because Lissamore tells me the same thing. And, uh, you know, we've heard about these guys. You can't keep a bike together. He's hard on bikes. Polatelli is hard on bikes. This dude's hard. No one's hard on bikes down in America. That literally, you don't hear that from anyone down here. Like, no, no one has a rap of, like, oh, dude, he's hard on bikes. Like, in Canada every year, dude, we can't keep a bike together. I don't know what, like, I don't know what the deal is. Like, maybe it's just these teams uh, skimping out on costs. But, like, being hard on a bike, like, I'm not saying you're wrong, Kalen. I'm saying, you know, you're probably absolutely right. But you don't hear that down here. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. You hear that every year budget. in Canada. Like, <laughs> budget, Steve, budget. We're... We make things last three times as long as they do down there. Like, you can make a bike last if some dude's hard on it by just, you know, spending some money. And guess what? Spending money on a guy to make a bike last is better than him pushing it off. I can guarantee you that Andy White has not hired certain riders who maybe could have gotten results because he's too hard on bikes. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Just ridiculous. It is kind of crazy. Like, like I said, down here... I never hear one word from any team about, we really want that guy, but he's hard on bikes. Like, they figure it out. You just, it's a, it's, it's a motor. You just, you figure out what the guy is doing, you know, to hurt the bike, and you work with him a little bit, but then you also get the parts that last or, or, or make it. Like, you never hear that down here. I don't get it. I, but every time I talk to Canadian dudes, ooh, that guy's hard on bikes. And it's not just, budget. it's Jesse Nelson, or Jimmy Nelson, I mean, it's, uh, it's uh, Politelli, it's D- it's Dylan Wright, it's, I mean, there's been 10 guys, it's J-Dags, whatever. He's hard on bikes, he's hard on bikes. Like, I don't get it. It's just so stupid to me. I just laugh. Anyways, sorry, Kalen, but, yeah, so, hey, hey. Dylan Wright, if he can, God help him if he can keep his bike together, and we'll, we'll pray for him every night um, <laughs> that he can keep his bike together. Hopefully he does well. Uh, I hate when you make sense, Steve. We do say that a lot up in Canada. You do. You guys do. You should. You should really pay attention to that. I... But it's not. It's not budgets. They all have the parts, and they're all running trick parts and stuff like that. So why do the bikes break then? You tell me, bro. You're up there. You're guaranteed. Guarantee me the answer. Guaranteed, MX. I guarantee these guys are hard on bikes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't get it. Like down here, like obviously the eleven ten mods. Team had a hard time keeping their bikes together, like Nicoletti and, and Alex Martin. But I mean, we still, you know, I mean, they're legendary. But other than that, like, there hasn't been teams that can't keep bikes together. Well, that Suzuki RMZ KXF two stroke, remember that thing when they were both the yeah. same? That thing was tough to keep together for a lot of teams. What about the PC team last year, or the year before there? They don't, nobody says they're hard on bikes. I mean, they have bike issues, but nobody's like, oh, it's the rider. He's hard on bikes. They you always know, blame the bike all, itself. All the teams in Canada just be like, it's the rider. They're hard on bikes. Like, just put them together. Fucking machine. Figure it out. Well, nobody wants to take responsibility up here, man. Well, I don't know. I'm fully <laughs> guaranteed I'm expert running the show. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Dylan, on your team, Blake Savage, he was up there a couple years ago. I think he's got some podiums. Um, his sister is dating Kenny Roxon. So he's been working with Kenny a little bit. And he's on your Devil's Lake team this year. How's he going to do? Uh, it'll be good. Um, definitely, the kid has got a lot of speed, and he seems to seems to mesh pretty good with the Yamaha. Uh, I mean, I got him. I got him down as like fifth overall this this summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, his speed's right up there with from what I've seen with Malfenbier and the guys that I've seen this year. 
Um, yeah, I mean, he's got his, his – I know Blake pretty good. He's got his own battles that go on with him, and uh, I think he's learned a lot from riding with Kenny. But uh, he'll have um, – I mean, I don't want to be negative because he's a good friend of mine, but there's going to be some moments between Blake and the program and the whole season that, <laughs> that, uh, that might play some effects with him mentally. Uh-huh. But speed-wise, dude can light it up. He'll be right at the front. He's hard on bikes. He's hard on bikes. Um, uh, I just love how you say it. Well, that's what Damn I mean. It. Because like because me to sleep. Because the teams they whisper that to the media and to other, like they're hard on bikes. He's hard on bikes. You know, like that's where that's where you hear. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's just it's silly to me. You guys, you're Canadian. That's and you're, like the first thing we go to when you see someone pushing it off the track. Oh man, that rider's fault. Um, Galdi, uh, talk about Dylan Wright a little bit. What do you think? What do you think we're going to see from him? Uh, well, I just wrote about it uh, in the in the blog there. I said that he will podium some motos, likely finish around the fourth and fifth in the series. He will not win a moto because uh, I don't think he's experienced enough to lead it unless all the cards fall his way, like Benoit crashes or a bike breaks or someone's too hard on their bike, um, whatever it is. But I don't right. see him winning any motos. I, but he finished ninth in the series last year. I have him fifth in the series this year. And I look to him being the guy for next year to be the dark horse champion contender. I just this saw, summer, yeah. I don't see it. I think he needs one more summer under his, under his belt to learn the ropes, learn the day schedule, learn to uh, work the moto in his favor, not be super fast at five minutes, and then, and then kind of dog it near the end, not because he's tired, but mm-hmm. just working too hard at the beginning of it. Um, I think that uh, you'll see him. That kid's going to be the future, but not this year. He's going to be a fourth, fifth guy. Newford, thank God that Ontario has a hot young kid coming up through the ranks. No doubt. I was going to ask Galdi, do you think that Wright was better on a two-stroke since he's so hard on bikes? <laughs> <laughs> like, ser- no, um, seriously, though. Like, he no, was pretty freaking good. When I know that he got that podium or whatever at Gopher Dunes like two years ago, but I I was like a little bit disappointed. I, I think he's going to have a good year this year, but I, th- I was disappointed in his results and speed last year. It just didn't seem to be as good as it was in... 13. He, uh, yeah, I could, I could agree with that for sure. I think the, the two strokes suited him, uh, and I think, but I believe that that's part of the team deal and the way that the deal works that he has to ride a four stroke. Um, mm-hmm. Even though Sean Robinson rode a two stroke last year, maybe that was different, but I believe that's part of the deal. But from what I've seen on this year, I've seen him race four times, I think it is, four times, and uh, he looks, the, the bike is not as, as re- it's not revving as much and not sounding like it's going fast, but it, it is going fast now. Like he is. He's rolling through turns. His his bite. He looks a lot smoother. He looks like he's just kind of grown a little bit in maturity with the four stroke, and that's why I think he'll be better. But I just don't think he is good enough to beat Jeremy or or Cavan or even Moffenbier for that uh, thing. I think he'll. I think by the end of the series, he'll he'll be beating his teammate though. Um, Allen Brown Motors. So you think yeah, he'll be, how are those things? You think he'll be beating uh, Dakotas? Yeah. Okay. Um, Curtis is hard on bikes, man. <laughs> God, you guys. <laughs> hey, uh, Ingles, uh, Tover Ingles, Brad Nottett, are they doing it? The series? Am I leaving Ingles, those guys? Ingles isn't coming. Nottett's, Nottett's here, though. He's okay. up here for yeah. like a month. Okay, how's Nottett going to do? Well, I beat him in the first moto at Kamloops, and I'm only going 14-15, according <laughs> to DK, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. You're on a 450, though. Was he on a 450? No. Okay. Practically. I mean, practically though, he whole shot at the moto, didn't he? Come on! Oh, did he? Okay. Oh, dude, that I will say, Brad. Not I'll give my two cents here first. Um, 
I think that he will be at the end of the day a uh, fifth, sixth place guy, but that guy will whole shot a ton of motos. I don't know what kind of motor he's running, but he whole shot at I want to say he whole shot at you every moto at Kamloops, didn't he, Dylan? Uh, no, he only whole shot at me once, but that bike is still <laughs> ridiculous. The roots that was coming off the back of it pretty much like folded the front of my helmet in. <laughs> the guy's either either way, okay, I was wrong on my stats there, but the guy will whole shot and be up front. Um, and that, he running a Frenchie? I don't know what he's using, but that will help oh. him for sure because in that class, starts are so key since they're only going 25 minutes. Yeah, and they're not making any money either. Hey, is Beaton racing? Is Are we going to see a Beaton comeback at all? No. Okay. Poor, poor fat little Beats. Uh, <laughs> he uh, he blew, blew the hell out of his bike on Sunday. He was up riding, and uh, he texted me on the way home, and he said he's 97.9% over dirt bikes forever. <laughs> poor fat little fat little Beats. Why, yeah. he blew it up? No, the thing fully grenade at Tranny. Oh. He's hard on bikes, though. <laughs> He always has been, right? Poor fat little heart on bikes. Um, Chris Kiefer's coming up. Big Pulp MX show discussion for many, many weeks. He has definitely been your guy's punching bag. (laughs) Poor poor Kiefer. Uh, I'm a believer. I got him 8-9. He's going to ride the first two rounds. Where do you got him, Noof? Uh, I'm going 9-12. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, what do you think, Kaylin? Uh, round one, he goes 10-8. Okay. And round two? Uh, round two, 9-9. Oh, okay. All right. Fantastic. What do you think, Goldie? I guess you don't know him I, that well. or No, I know him pretty good. Actually, we got to moto a bunch at uh, the Kawasaki Test Day in 2013. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Definitely, he's still got some speed. I'm, I can't imagine he's gotten any slower or anything. He's a vet guy. They probably he's the same as me. He just kind of stays the same all the time. But uh, he, uh, I think he's going to whole shot Moto One at Camlips, take the check, pull off, and just leave. Brilliant move by uh, the hot dog vendor <laughs> to get Kiefer on the team because that's all we've been talking about for a month in all my stupid podcasts and everything. So good what's job. The, what's the uh, full ob- objective of it all? What's like the reasoning, or what's the whole? Like, I guess they're getting a story out of it, or yeah, what, they're getting the... a story out of it, and I guess they're getting press out of it, and I'm falling right into that trap. Okay, so you've, he's done. They're doing well with that, then. Yeah, exactly. I'm the idiot going. How's he gonna do? <laughs> okay. Um, well, and he's using he's using Matrix products and 100 percent goggles. I built his goggles today for. Him. I'm not familiar with that brand. No, never heard of it. No, not <laughs> from the goggle leader in the world right now. Oh yeah, really? Uh, let me ask Josh Hill about the goggle leader in the world. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, Keeper's pumped on 100% too. He's just ecstatic. Oh, he's, he's so excited. Him. Absolutely. He can't wait. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at, least what, excu- at least he'll have an excuse to back up on like the rest of the guys that whatever. <laughs> he's hard How on, can they he's not hard like on goggles. Goggle. What the hell's wrong with the goggle? He's hard on goggles. We're not getting into <laughs> this right hard now. on goggles. Yeah, yeah, they're hard beaks, on. man. Their freaking beaks are too big. Yeah, it's not, I didn't form their bodies, man. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Damn oh, okay. alien head. Hey, yeah. Kalen, you know what you need to do? Your move, Kalen, you're going to lose your national number uh, due to being out for all year. Your move is to try to get 101 next year. (laughs) (laughs) That's your move, Kalen. Get 101 and build it up. Well, hey, if you score points, you already built up, man. Seriously, if you slip Stolly $20, you will have 101. That's all it would take. Uh, five and you don't even have to do that. Just get a $7 bottle of freaking. 
Cabernet. No, what the hell does he drink? Red wine or something. Okay, there we go. Cat, I, uh, the cheap stuff. I dare you, Kalen, to get 101. I just I think that would be the best thing ever. <laughs> Look at new. Hey, I'd love it. I, man. I can hey, never pass it on to a good guy at least. Oh, that's funny. Um, okay, we're going to wrap this up. BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. <laughs> Canadian Motocross preview. I need, Noof, I need a, a surprise in the Canadian National Series this year and a disappointment. Any class, either rider, the series in general, whatever you want. A surprise and a disappointment. Um, I'll go MX1. Surprise will be uh, Sylvain Legad. Okay. Nice and uh, yeah, the guy qualified at Hank or uh, Glen Helen. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And my disappointment, um, well, it sucks that Dylan's out, which that's already a disappointment. And uh, but my disappointment was going to be Nathan Bless. Okay, but he's already out, so I'll have to go. My disappointment will be. Um, what was Bless going to do? What was he, a privateer? Just his own deal again? No, he was with Redemption Racing. Oh, okay. But uh, he got smoked at yeah. Moto Park a couple weeks ago, so that's what I was basing my results or my prediction off of. But mm-hmm. uh, disappointment, I'll go um, Matt Gerke. Oh, okay. Uh, Kaylin, what do you think? Surprise and disappointment. Yeah, I'm going to go with Legata as a surprise uh, in the 450 class. Oh, way to reach um, out there, buds. Wow. <laughs> hey, glad glad we, we got you on here, man. Glad we got you on here. Way to go on that limb. Yeah, well, you know what? Legata's not hard on bikes, so he's going to be there. And let down again. uh, I'm going to just throw it out there and say Canary because the motor is just going to cack all the time because it'll be off the rev limiter. Because he's hard on bikes? Because he's hard on bikes. We're just going to keep going with the punches on that one. The the Canadian series all boils down to whether you're hard on a bike or not. Um, My surprise is going to be that um, I think we're all, we're all, um, we're all maybe discounting Cole Thompson a little bit. Now, I heard, like I said in the beginning, someone told me he wasn't riding that great down there. That doesn't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. And I think that uh, I think he could surprise. I mean, he was Medi's pace, right, two years ago? Yep. So yep. why not again, right? These guys come back from injury all the time, so why not again? My disappointment will be if nobody gets – if nobody really good gets docked, I will be disappointed. Disappointed because I need a, I need a yellow flag controversy. I need a Canadian moto controversy. I need a teardown. I need something because that happens every year. So I really look forward to that. Or uh, surprised that the live timing works at round one. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm not even. That's not even. It won't work. You know, it, it, you'll be disappointed if it does. My disappointment will be not being able to read about the first round at, for any Canadian media outlets until Wednesday. Mathis, who were your hot shots you were talking about coming to, to the sand? Huh? You were talking at the beginning of this podcast about some some guys are coming to go for dunes or something that I don't know. Maybe did I dream that? Yeah, you did. I was just maybe. Uh, I was. Oh, sorry. I was too busy canceling my ferry reservation. <laughs> I'm not going to Nanaimo. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. sorry. Right. I wasn't. Paying yeah, attention. yeah. No, it happens. It happens, Noof. It's okay. okay. Uh, Galdi, surprises and disappointments. Uh, my surprise. Is going to be, um, uh, I'm going to go with Cal Keast to my surprise. No, oh, shocking, shocking. And then is your, is, your, is your dealership of the year machine racing also along with that? Is that? He doesn't ride for machine racing. Oh, he doesn't? No. He's riding for GDR Honda. Well, oh, oh. Joe Skid suspension, GDR TLD, buddy. Um, I'm sure Joe Skid will be on it. 
Um, oh, they've already had. They're making risotto, drinking wine with no shirt on together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, solving the world. <laughs> Shims and oil. Bro. Uh, um, disappointment. I already stated it is going to be Cole Martinez. Yeah, you're down. Did he do something to you? No, not at all. I just, <laughs> I, I, I have this thing. I think it bugs me. I these guys, these teams that spend their money on guys that really don't seem to have much behind them. Uh, last year was that Dylan Epstein kid. This year it's Cole Martinez. Well, who would you who do you think they should have got? Like I know there was lots of talk about that. What do you on that bike there? Um, like what? No, I don't. I'm not, I don't. I know. I didn't. I'm putting you on the spot. Liam O'Farrell on a two on a MX two. Yeah. Well, that's what he rides usually. Oh, thought Liam was a bigger dude. Well, he, well, he's riding the two stroke on the east, I guess. So maybe that um, him. Um, I'm always a Canadian guy for sure. Uh, I don't know. Give, okay. To be honest with you, wait, the guy that gets too much press. Who, N- Noof? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> you would have got your ferry for free. Yeah, you would have got a free ferry ride, Noof. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not going. No, I don't. Anymore. I had nothing against Cole Martinez, but I just don't see it. Right. No, that's fine. Good as you're as good as you're supposed to be on that team in that position. Right. Right. Um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. All right. Anything else, guys? Are we good? Noof's got to go, so we got to run. All right. Are none of you guys disappointed? I'm not going to be at Camloops. Yeah, it's not going to be the same without you. The voice of a Canadian well, motocross. I'll tell you, Noof, if I was there, I'd be lighting it up for ninth position in Moto 1 on the mic. I'd pull you up and do an interview on the podium still, too. Somebody's got some confidence in me. And, now, and hey, I don't even get a transponder to use now because I borrowed yours last year. I'm going to rent one. I'll bring you mine. Do yourself a favor and go hit up Diggs. Canadian Moto, got one? where the racers pay to be scored. A pro racer <laughs> pays to be scored. Welcome they don't to- make the guys in the States pay for them? No, no. I mean, maybe. Oh, really? They just hand them over? Well, I mean, maybe they're built into the fees or whatever. You know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Well, I mean, without that money, they wouldn't be able to keep the purse the same in MX2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kalen, uh, are you uh, coming to Camlers? Yeah, I'm. Uh, there's a good chance I'll be at the first three. Camloops uh, for sure, and Calgary for sure. Um, you can you can, can run the pit board for me and I'll ask bring why we're here. Bring your charged. Huh? You he said he'll, he said he'll bring you a transponder. Oh well, that's nice of you. You maybe you can run the board for him, Kalen. Yeah, if he brings a twelve pack of Bud Light, I'll gladly run the board for him. Well, it only take one for you, buddy. To hang out, so <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, what, who's going to drink the other nine? <laughs> <laughs> Probably Noof me after, after the, the first race. moto. Yeah, yeah, Noof after the first <laughs> moto, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, All right, uh, Dylan, Kalen, Ryan Gauld, uh, Ryan the Noof Lockhart, btosports.com, RacerX Podcast, Canadian Moto Preview. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, I look forward to following the results. Uh, hey, by the way, are there any Saturday races this year, or are they all Sunday again? All Sunday. All Sunday, yeah. Okay, so I look forward to uh, following it on Twitter when I land off uh, from Lakewood this weekend. So thanks, guys. I no, appreciate it. you won't know it. anything till Monday. Yeah, exactly. I'll look forward to it on Wednesday afternoon to get the motor results. Because the live timing will not be working. That's absolutely for sure. All right, guys. Thanks. Later. Cheers. Bye. See you. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing.
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunis. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pit and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years go.